Listen, we're not relationship experts, and we don't claim to be. Use our advice at your own risk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Growl Podcast. We are back after a two-month wait. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just got something. As usual, something (laughs) awkward happens in the intro. Usually it's me not introducing myself. Yeah. Oh, by the way, who are you? I don't know. Who am I? Come on, Reverb. (laughs) There we go. Hey, everybody. I'm Reverb Husky. Hi, Reverb. I'm Monochrome, and this is Growl Podcast. I think this... And this is quickly turning into a 10-minute Power Hour intro. I think this is the first episode we've done since we've changed to, isn't it? No? Yeah, it is. No, it's the second episode. The other one was just horribly, horribly, horribly awkward because we were both sleep deprived. Yeah, that's right. Um, So should we just move on to the general updates? Yeah. Well, first off, we actually somehow, after doing this podcast purely for fun, we actually got put on the Ursa Major 2018 recommended anthropomorphics list. And actually, March 1st, we'll find out if we got a nomination. But I'm not too confident because we're in the same category as Flayra and Adler the Eagle. I mean, it's still nice to have like been mentioned at all. Yeah, I mean, that means enough people were like, hey, they deserve to be on the list that we got on the list. Which I honestly never thought was going to happen. Yeah, I know. And uh, you got anything else to add besides, I don't know. Snow is cold. (laughs) Snow is cold. Oh, yeah. You moved to where it snows regularly. From warm little subtropical Florida, you moved to North Dakota? Yep. I mean, North um, Fargo slash Moorhead area. So, How are you enjoying the frozen north? Have you seen any White Walkers? (laughs) I like it a lot more than I did Florida. It's comfortable. I'm not, like, sick all the time. That's a plus. Uh, meanwhile, I moved to North Carolina, and I've been sick almost constantly since the last episode. Don't do that. To the point where I have a follow-up appointment with the optometrist for an eye infection on Friday. Don't do that. That's bad for your health. Yeah, because I probably need glasses now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What else is there? Um, I can't really think of anything major that's not like super private. Yeah, no, I think that's it update-wise. Yeah. So should we just move into the uh, article? Do you have the article pulled up, by the way? Uh, it's the link, right? Yeah, it's the bit.ly. I can read it, though, since I have had way too much caffeine. So By all means, go ahead. All right. So this article I actually uh, picked up because I remember back in August, Odin Wolf was talking about the same thing that happened to him and a bunch of the furry streamers and YouTubers. Creators cope with chilling chargebacks. Basically, the summary is, before I actually read it, people have been donating um, stuff and then weeks later completely charging back everything that they've done. So basically they're stealing from furry creators. Yeah. So it, 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 it sucks, but let me just read it before I stutter through it. Yeah, go for it. When doing business with an individual over the internet, things can be quite precarious. A lot of trust is being put forth by both parties. The one buying is trusting that they are putting their money toward a quality person and, in turn, their product. 
The one selling the service and skill is putting faith in their customer to not yank their money under false pretenses. Furry sellers as of late have been dealing with some unscrupulous customers. These tend to be those that are younger, that's a bit of an overgeneralization, <laughs> and may not have their own credit line or PayPal account as of yet. And so they utilize their parents' accounts to acquire money to purchase what they wish. See, that's just assuming that the person isn't just a total asshole and is doing it to mess with furries. Yeah. And that was my own personal anecdote. Some scamps, I can think of a better term for them, may decide to do this without their parents' knowledge. In these cases, the odds of an unpleasant surprise for the seller is almost inevitable as the, their irate parents, as the irate parent flags their offspring's charge as fraudulent. This can leave the seller in the cold as money is taken from them and their product is kept by the little thief. Little shit would have been more apt. Today we look at some options that crafty crafters... Uh, freaking puns. ...can use in order to deal with these issues and other options that may show themselves in the future. This advice from the... Cre advice from... It just says advice from creator. I guess they meant advice from a creator. Advice from a creator, Saracat. First at Creator Saracat took the time to describe to me the personal experiences they had in dealing with chargeback situations. Most of them involved minors, whether the parent was a knowing participant in the trans transaction or not. When asked about how others can help combat these headaches, she advises contacting PayPal over the phone directly in order to expedite the procedure you will want to gather. Oh, I miss punctuation. punctuation. In order to expedite the procedure, you will want to gather some document documentation before doing so. The claim number and document given to you by PayPal in relation to the dispute. The tracking number of any mailed product sent to the customer and screenshots of communications with the customer. It should be noted that you should that you will want to avoid real real uh, revealing too much information on the communications if the product sold is explicit in nature. <laughs> oh God. Selling such items on PayPal could have an adverse effect on your standing with the site. Oh my god. Remember, selling explicit material is not within PayPal's code of conduct for sellers. To the point of where one, at one point, if you select that you were selling adult material, they would delete your account. This, this also should rare... That, that's a typo. Since you should be since you should be age screening those who this also should be rare since you should be age screening those who purchase mature items anyway and adults are less likely to pull the charge back as I said earlier unless they're a total asshole yeah it can happen though which so be I aware. it doesn't happen often but it does happen enough that it's a problem yes it happens enough that people talk about it and it is a very serious problem. Also remember that pointing out whether a customer violated your own personal terms of service is not in their interest. Basically, PayPal doesn't care if they violated your rules. They only care if they, if you, they violated PayPal's rules. Yep. The only thing you should be trying to prove is that they abuse PayPal's claim system. There are two particular words that you should focus on if they apply to the transaction in question. Minor. Not people. Not like dwarves and stuff and like, you know... <coughs> J.R.R. Tolkien. I couldn't think of Lord of the Rings. I couldn't think of Lord of the Rings. You said minor, and I thought of minor, like, like minor, like people that go mime, not J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> I, I said dwarves, though, and dwarves typically live in caves. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough, yeah. 
Persons under 18 cannot legally use PayPal. If they use their parents' account, in, account indicate... If they use their parents... I'm going to read this word for word. If they use their parents' account, indicate just indicate that it was the account used to make the purchase. Don't claim that it was an accidental purchase or the, that the account was compromised as such phrasing works in the favor of the purchasing account. It's like apologizing immediately after an accident, pretty much. Yeah. Make sure that PayPal knows that the user, al the user allowed a minor to access their account intentionally or unintentionally. And the second word is custom. Products that are hand-created, not mass-produced, are more likely to result in reimbursement to you since PayPal's terms are mostly penned around mass-produced items at this time. It's not a guarantee, but it is more likely to work in your favor. That seems more like it's circumstantial evidence, doesn't it? Yeah. Once you begin the review process, be sure to call for an update every once in a while. No more than once per business day. By being actively engaged, it will make it more likely that they will take action in your favor. Be polite, persistent, patient, and precise. Which can be applied to pretty much anything. Yeah. Sarahcat notes that even if you do win the claim on PayPal's end, the irate customer may up the ante by doing a chargeback through their payment service provider directly. She states that while you can follow the same process you did with PayPal, the playing field is far less level as the financial institutions will typically side with their customer if they claim a purchase to be fraudulent. You should keep PayPal in the loop if the customer takes this accent. Yep. She's, she had an experience where the site had offered her compensation in the amount of the order since the buyer had retaliated in such a manner that they found unjust. And then this Safer Sites on the Horizon, I'm just going to skip because there's been comments that saying a lot of these sites don't seem to be act, um, what's the word I'm thinking of, operating in, in an exactly legal way. But basically, the way that these sites operate, if they do do it legally, is called an escrow style method, where there's a buffer between them and the customers. Yep. And that's pretty much it. I don't know how I feel about people doing that. Well... Honestly, that's one of the shittiest things you can do. Because if you think about it, these people depend on these donations for their living, to survive, to be able to pay rent, to be able to buy food. So if you're taking that away, just say, hey, 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 I got one over on a furry. Again, from my argument that I seem to have every single episode as of late, don't do that. You're ruining a real person's life. Yep. That seems to be a reoccurring subject that we have with these things. Don't ruin somebody's life. Which makes me mad because we shouldn't have to say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you got to think about the general population overall. People are going to want to do that. Yeah, because... It's the internet anonymity. They don't really care. They don't see the person as a person. They just see him as a username on the screen. Yep. You got to think about what's behind them. Mm-hmm. And rolling right into that, or rolling... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I failed in a segue again. There was an attempt. There was an attempt made. I should get a gold star. Um, The main subject of this episode is actually polyamory do and don't. Do do's and don'ts probably don'ts and do's um <laughs> basically this is going to be for both of us to discuss because we're both in a polyamorous relationship yep which ours are vastly different yep um basically the first thing i want to say is <clears throat> polyamory isn't for everyone some people just aren't 
wired for it at all. Agreed. Like, yeah. And I mean... And... Oh, go, go ahead. I was gonna say, it depends on the person. Some can do it and some can't. Because it is a mm-hmm. lot more work. Well... It's a lot more work. It's a lot more balancing. It's It's a huge balancing act. It's a lot more risky. A lot more people can get hurt. Yep. So... Um, I, I'm just going through my notes right here. No problem. It it basically, it's probably it's probably best to think long and hard about if you're wired for a polyamorous relationship. Don't just jump into it because you want to say, "Well, I love these both. I love both these people, and I don't want to choose between them." Exactly. That is not really a good reason to get into a polyamorous relationship. Let's just say that's not how it works either. That's more a love triangle than it is a polyamorous relationship. Exactly. I mean, like, mine and, and yours are both poly. Because yeah. the two care for the, each other as well as, by lost your train of thought, I care for them and they care for me. So, same with your relationship. Yeah. And everybody, the main thing, one of the main things that I didn't think about is, if not everybody knows about everybody, it probably isn't a polyamorous relationship. No, it's probably cheating. They have to be at least aware of each other. They don't have to, like, it doesn't have to be where everybody's in love with everybody, but everybody has to be aware of each other or else it's basically cheating or something like that. Exactly. Secret secret relationships are no bueno, honestly. Unless you're, like, hiding it from homophobic parents or something. That's different. That's completely different. I'm talking about hiding it from the person you're dating. Yep. That's a different story. That's a completely different story. Which we aren't going to get into. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, we're not. Maybe another episode. Maybe another episode if people seem to like uh, our relationship stuff. (laughs) Oh, God, it becomes a regular segment. (laughs) Oh, God, God, no, please, no. I don't want to act like I know something. (laughs) Just let me be a dumb... Let me be fat, dumb, and happy, please. (laughs) Let's see. Um, I was going to say something. I lost my train of thought. I mean, you literally got, like, what, three hours of sleep, so that can be forgiven. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> you got three hours of sleep this morning, and now it's almost 6 o'clock my time. 6 o'clock p.m. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that's another thing. Difficult. <laughs> falls asleep. Just. <laughs> also, I will say for people that want to do a polyamorous relationship and all want to share a room, how do you feel about that reverb? It has its moments. Problem is, like, one... It has its moments, but every time you've messaged me so far, it's been like, I'm too hot, <laughs> I can't get comfortable, it, the window's open in the middle of winter in North Dakota, and it's still too hot in here. <laughs> See, that's, well, that, that's entirely on me, and I know that's on me, because I radiate body heat like it's so much fucking business. So do I. I'm a I'm a I'm a little space heater. No, I'm a, I'm a six foot four space heater. Yes, I am. I am too. That's that's the that's the big problem. Mm-hmm. So like even like last night, I was curled up in a blanket by myself and I started sweating. Oof. That's how, I'm not quite that bad. That's how bad I am. There was one point. Me, because at least with me and Vince, because the third person in our relationship lives several thousand miles away in another state. And we hope at some point we can live together, but we have to 
get to our forever home and everything and not live on a freaking military base first. Yeah. Because at least when we get too hot, we can roll over and say, I'm too hot, I'm going to this side of the bed. Whereas you... Go to the couch. get squished in the middle. And go to the couch. Yeah, uh, which I still say you need to get a bed. Yeah, which I was going to say, um, or like, what I was planning to do is getting another bed and attaching it to the bed that we have now. So there's more space. Ah, okay. Because one of the things that was like probably work when we had the heater. You guys might fight. You guys might fight over the memory foam if you use the link I got you. Yeah, that's because one of the things that we had is remember I mentioned our heater didn't work in the house when we moved in. Mm-hmm. The rental company brought us space heaters. It worked great, but the problem was our house, our bedroom turned into a furnace. So three people staying in the mm-hmm. same bed. I felt like I was going to die. Like I got up one night, I had to change my clothes because I was drenched in sweat. Oof. In which case, I went and slept on the couch. The only time I've had to change clothes like that after sleeping is probably my senior year in high school. I the I lived in coastal Alabama at the time, Ew. and our air conditioning stopped working completely. Like completely, the fan wouldn't even work. Oh boy. Yeah, that was not fun. But that's the only time I've really had to do that. And it sucked. Yeah. Um, but basically, the next point is, the, keep in mind, everybody, I wrote this down at like 1 in the morning last night because I was like, I can't sleep. I might as well work on the podcast. Um, but favoritism and lack of communication are the death of a healthy polyamorous relationship. Yeah, Basically, I'll say lack of communication is the death of any relationship professional romantic or otherwise exactly which is if you can't communicate well bad things are going to happen i mean that's a learning experience coming from um fucking hell i can't talk that's it's fine that's a learning experience in its own thing is you have to learn to understand both people yeah and i will say you can read a self-help book on how to fix your relationship but that's like trying to use a universal part on a custom car. It's not going to work. It may w- you have to you have to fit it to your relationship. Exactly. I was going to say it's a temporary solution solution to a long-term problem. You can probably solve yep. one problem there, but you have 10 others you have to solve. Mm-hmm. Like mine is and communication is the key to solving those problems. And it's 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 like a staircase and a puzzle in one because you have to fit the pieces together correctly and then you have to go step by step to fix those. Exactly. I was going to say, I mean, my problem is I'm bad at communicating. One of them. I mean, I am too. I, say, I, I, I inherited that from my dad. I live in my head a lot. Exactly. I was going to say, I do too. And that's one thing is one of them, one of the two, my two, understand that. Mm-hmm. The other one doesn't. And he's yeah, and you're just gonna have to work through that, honestly. Exactly, and I mean, he's learning, and I'm learning, so. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, I can what hear him it? laughing downstairs. <laughs> Even I heard that. That was kind of funny. I thought it was like a chicken or something. Honestly. <laughs> one one of the things I have to work on personally with my relationship is I have to work on favoritism, unintentional or otherwise. Because you have to realize, I'm married to my husband, and I'm with him every single day. 
Yep. And I have to be very careful to not lavish 100% of my attention on him and, you know, forget to – and not forget to um, mess at least message the other person in our relationship. Say, hey, I love you. Hey, let's talk for a bit. Exactly. Because, yeah, favoritism is dangerous. It's a, it, it, I embrace my inner self-help book writer when I wrote this little segment, and I put – Favoritism kind of plays into jealousy a bit, but playing favorites is a particularly dangerous game. Ouch. <laughs> See, I'm fortunate both of them, like, sitting at my desk right now, one is on one side, one is on the other. So if we're all at the desks playing games or something, that's great. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, one of them is downstairs watching TV or playing something like that, and I'm up here with the other one playing games. Or just mm-hmm. he's playing a game and I'm watching TV or watching Netflix or something on my computer. Or playing a game mm-hmm. myself, but it just depends. So, yeah, I mean, no relationship is going to be one hundred percent perfect. Honestly, if someone had a one hundred percent perfect relationship, I would question things. I was going like to say I would question robots. them. Yeah, because not to be bad about it, but if everything seems one hundred percent perfect Something's in someone's wrong. life, yeah, that's not really. Yeah, that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. That something's wrong yeah. if that's the case. Yeah. Um. Well, have we actually covered everything? For once? I think so. Awesome. So, let's see. Let me check the notes real quick. I'm going over it now. Awkward silence in the... What? I think I'm going over it now. Lack of communication. I that. I didn't realize there was a second page. Lack of communication is the only thing, which we stated that. That's something I can't express enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, communication is the key to a healthy relationship. Any relationship. Professional, romantic, friendship, anything. If you don't communicate well, it's probably not going to work out. Exactly. I mean, that's one thing that I struggle with is, like, I'm willing to communicate, but if I'm upset, I want to put the communication at a grinding halt until yeah, I'm I the can same calm way. down. That's something that- I'm the same way. I, I've had to tell, well, I haven't had to tell uh, Vince this per se, but sometimes I just have to be like, if you do not let me go to another room and calm down, this is going to get a lot worse and I'm going to say things I regret. Exactly. And that's my thing is like, if I don't have a place to calm down or something, which is where like when we're at the apartment, that was rough in itself because we didn't have a place to like Go. Oh yeah, when I when I moved to uh, Florida for the first time, I literally shared a room with someone that was probably smaller than this computer office, and it sucked. Our two beds barely fit in the room, and he used to get he I had a job at the time. We worked together, and he would usually be up till four a.m. playing a game, and I'd just be like, "Let me fucking sleep." I would have killed him, and I I wanted to, and it probably destroyed our friendship to be honest, because I haven't talked to him. In about a year. Yeah. But I fully understand that. That's the point I was making. It's like communication is the big thing. Whether it be friendships, relationships, professional, family matters or whatever. It's important. Mm-hmm. As well as like, that's some, that's another thing. It's like, I can use it in my polyamorous relationship. If I'm upset at one of them, I want to be alone. Like, like even like when I mentioned here. And I've mentioned it a few times. Me getting up here, that is a huge thing for me. I'm 1,500 miles away from 
my family, mm-hmm. my friends, everything I've known. Dro- you literally completely reset your life to be with them. Yep. Which, that's totally fine in itself, but I'm still getting used to the area. I'm getting used to living with my partners. Mm-hmm. And, um, let's see. What else, what else did I mention? Like, getting that, getting used to the area. So, one, I don't know anybody here besides my roommates and my coworkers. Mm-hmm. And the two that I'm involved with. That's all I know. So, I mean... There's that. Which I, I would recommend that you at least try to find some friends that are outside of, like, work and relationships or else you're going to go crazy. Yeah, and but I, mean, I say that about everything. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, a couple of my coworkers I would go hang out with outside of work. Problem is, like, I'm off when they're not. They work with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah which I'm totally fine with. They work. I work when they don't, and they work when I don't, and so forth. It doesn't really work. But anyways... Mm-hmm. I'm used to being... I, d- I just want to ask, how many times have I told you in our chats, you're going to go crazy? I already am crazy. I moved up to, Nor- I moved up to North Dakota. True. That is very true. <laughs> well, should we call it there before we start rambling for like four hours instead of 30 minutes? Yeah, because we're at like 30 minutes now, so. Yeah. All right, everybody. This has been Growl Podcast Episode 2 with Monty. I almost call myself Monty. Holy shit. That's a flashback. <laughs> Holy shit, that's like pre-you being on the podcast. No, that's I am no. Monochrome Tiger with Reverb Husky. And remember, we love you. You're the best. You can do the thing. Don't be we'll a dick. talk to you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Growl Podcast. You can find Monochrome's Twitch at twitch.tv slash monochrome tiggy. You can find Monochrome's Twitter at twitter.com slash monochrome tiggy. You can find Reverb's YouTube at youtube.com slash Reverb's Rambles. You can find Reverb's Twitter at twitter.com slash Reverb the Husky. And for news and updates about the podcast, go to twitter.com slash General Furry. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.